What's happening, y'all? This is Todd Wilson with another episode of Elevate Your Game. Today, we have a very special guest, Des Ale. Hi. This is her game. Yeah. Today, the show is called Elevate Her Game. We're talking about you, everything you're doing in the community. You've been doing an amazing job. Thank Welcome you. to the show. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. We love to start this show off with the Wall of Hoop Movies. Your favorite hoop movie of all time and why? Well, you know, I see a lot of the classics, but I like to plug in the show that I was on. It was called Big Shot. Okay. Oh, <laughs> Big Shot. Yes. Disney's Big Shot with John Stamos. Yes. Yeah. I remember that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Why is that your favorite? Because it was my first time. Um, it was my first time on camera never experienced anything like it and it was my first job after I, we launched her game oh nice yeah nice that's awesome so did you get to was her game represented in the movie absolutely oh, that's what i'm talking yeah. about so you just launched it just got on tv it's kind of speaking to what we're going to talk about today just how um you know you've always been a part of the basketball scene but how her game just took off and continues to grow and grow and grow so that's awesome. So um, let's ask this. When did you fall in love with basketball? You know, I had a love-hate relationship with the game mm. um, as an athlete, but I believe I fell in love watching my sisters play. My older sister, Raina, she was at the University of San, San Francisco, and then my younger sister, Kristen, was at Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. So mm -hmm. I was just the cheerleader and the fan, yeah. and at that time, uh, Facebook was the social media <laughs> so i was just heavily active and involved of just making sure everybody i was just heavily involved with just promoting their game and making sure that people were in the stands and coming out to support them as much as they came out to support the boys that's awesome so just being in the family and basketball kind of being a part of what yeah. your sisters did and mm -hmm. um so did you ever attempt to play at all i did i played um i just played because everybody around me played mm -hmm. Uh, and I did depend on my athletic ability, <laughs> but, um, I knew that I just, I didn't really care for it as much as an athlete. Um, and I thought after when my career was over, I was just going to be there to support everybody else. Mm. And, um, I was introduced into the game as a brand ambassador, um, anybody's not familiar with a brand ambassador role I would say it's a promotional model um, for different entities so um, so say if Nike or Jordan was having a campaign they would hire the marketing agency to make sure that their campaign experience was elevated and a part of that um, the marketing agencies would reach out to different brand ambassadors would that would go for the role um, and I was reached, uh, one of my friends at the time was one of the, uh, she was the event operator and making sure that everybody in the LA area was staffed. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, okay, it's free shoes. Right. You get paid to do it. Okay. Why <laughs> yeah. not? And then just seeing the whole experience. Um, my first one was in, uh, 2019 when they introduced this, uh, I forgot what, oh, it's, it was the Space Jams that okay. came out in Christmas. And their activation was at uh, Warner, Brother, Warner Brothers Studios. Nice. Yeah, so. Um, so it's when Space Jam 2 was coming out. Ish. It's around 2016? Uh, oh, no, 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 that was yeah. later. Okay, okay. So it was like, it was a whole campaign of just bringing back, and they had it at Warner Brothers Studios because um, that's where it was filmed. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the same place, same stage and everything. Oh, so the layout was just like how it was laid out when Jordan was there. Oh, um, so I was the first person you see walking in when um, the influencers or people in the basketball community would come in and just see the whole activation. Um, and after that, I was like, wow, I really do like this. <laughs> and, and I got the shoes too afterwards. Right. I was like, okay, I need to make sure who the head honchos were, and I want to make sure that I'm shaking everybody's hands. Smart. So I could keep coming back and keep coming and, and coming to these gigs. Um, 
So I did that and I made sure I sent my emails, my thank you emails days after and I kept um, I kept getting asked to come out to different activations um, and with that marketing agency, their clients were Nike, Jordan and Beats by Dre, just all the big brands. Um, so that was my introduction of just promoting their brands and making sure it was elevated. Um, I would just read their cards that they would give us, but I also would do my own research of just why the shoe was created, why was it this color, just all the details of it. A student of your practice. Yes, That's yes. Awesome. So I have to ask, so um, you said when the ball stopped bouncing for you, because I want to go back to this, I think it's important for us to kind of know ourselves, right? Um, so playing, did you play in high school? Mm -hmm. and playing in high school what was your experience like and when did you kind of know that hey I'm going to stay attached to this game but I'm not going to be playing it further um wow okay so I was up for the starting role um and I remember I was busting my ass off and I was I was shy I was very insecure like we all are in high school um, and it took a while for me to speak up and ask the coach what do I need to do to earn my starting spot and I remember one of them saying that this person needs to start so we could gain boost her confidence up and that shot my confidence down whoa yeah man <laughs> that no that's interesting so same I'm not, not the exact same thing. Your coach is bold enough to say that to you, but that happened to me in college where it was like the coach was getting certain players to try to get them to a certain level, but not giving me that same confidence. So mm -hmm. I could definitely connect with that feeling <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Like, man, am I, am I that good or am I putting in the work? And I, it seems like you're a hard worker just based off of who you are now. I'm sure you were a hard worker then. Um, when your confidence was shot, what thoughts are going through your mind? I'm sure at that point, basketball was considerably a part of your future playing and so what what did that how did you come out of that and what did you learn from that yeah so basketball was everything for me um everything to me because that's all i knew so after that it just reflected in my grades how i viewed myself as a person um and i felt like instead of just me trying to come up and trying to just prove myself I couldn't at that time because I was so shy I was already insecure mm -hmm. so um, I just only depended on my AU coach my AU program and at that time my coach he still is he's like the godfather of LA girls basketball so who's that James Anderson ah yes James okay yes. awesome I awesome. just talked to him yesterday too. <laughs> awesome so you played for James um mm -hmm. And what was your AAU experience like just going through high school and, and all that? It was a lot better. He yeah. just had to make a couple of phone calls and I had letters, had calls, conversations coming in. I was still able to take my my trips, my visits, mm -hmm. but my grades weren't uh, that great. <laughs> got it. No, okay, let's talk about that. So do you feel like that was you know, rooted in the coach not having confidence and kind of giving up hope at that time? Absolutely. Yeah, so... If you know who you are now, you're talking to, what, what uh, was it, sophomore year, freshman? Do you know what, what year it was? Was this for high school? I was coming out of an injury my sophomore year. So, so I was a junior. Sophomore. All right, so you go talk to your junior, sophomore, junior year, year old self, 16-year-old self. What would you tell yourself now, now that you understand it more from a, you know, bird's eye view, looking back, what would you tell yourself? I would tell her to just be more kind to myself to her mm. and keep believing and keep pushing because there's a lot of other opportunities that the basketball <laughs> could could open up absolutely no mm -hmm. i think that's so important because we all come to that point to where we let one part of our life impact the rest of it mm -hmm. right and and especially for someone we're passionate for and we love and one person it feels like one person yeah. can take that away when it's really us who's taking that away from us mm -hmm. regardless of who that person who's verbalizing the whatever it is to us so now it's important to for those people who are in that situation now because it's a lot you hear the kids oh i should be starting i should have this right and just keep working just keep being you mm -hmm. like the people who uh, overcome the odds are the people who just keep fighting in those moments and then learning from them of course and all those good things so thanks for sharing that that's yeah. uh 
that's the stuff we need here though. Yeah. That's the stuff we need here on the major game. So, um, okay. So you had a lot of opportunities and no grades. So did you, junior college, was that in the... I wanted to quit. I didn't want to play. Wanted to yeah, quit. I wanted oh, to quit. Okay. I wanted to pursue a career in music. That's another topic. Oh, let's talk about <laughs> no, it. No, no not, let's no, not dodge this no. desk. We got to. We have to let the kids know because I'm telling you, there's so many kids in your that were in your shoes. Yeah. And they need to know how you got back. You got back to basketball. Yes. Though, right. And it's okay to pursue other dreams because mm-hmm. I'm sure the effort you were putting in that led to relationships, led to other things. A lot of relationships. See. All right. So pursuing music. Are you ready to talk about it? Yes. <laughs> All right. But I still had to pursue. Um, I still went the JUCO way, and okay. I loved that experience too. Um, Where'd you I go went for JUCO? Saddleback College. Ah, uh, yeah, with Coach Wynn. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Um, I went over there. I loved playing for him. He just mm-hmm. made me love the game all over again. Nice. All over again. Uh, but um, I was still, still trying to find my way, and um, there's a lot of differences I remember on the team and you know I I was one of his favorites so there was a couple of plays designed for me yeah (laughs) uh he would always just he was always in my favor I -hmm. would say that (laughs) nice um I was able to have conversations with other coaches and um it just it went to a space where I just didn't feel comfortable being around everybody on the team just because of the backlash that I would get. Um, And I said to myself, if this is what basketball is about with this team, I'd rather just do my own thing and pursue this music career. Sounds like two extremes, right? One in high school where it's like, no, we're boosting these people up. Then you go to college and get the other end of the spectrum where because of how good you are, I'm sure the coach you know, built stuff around mm-hmm. you and both extremes, no balance in there. Yeah. Um, what, man, I can imagine that. Feeling both of those and understanding how you had this love-hate relationship you're talking about with mm-hmm. the sport. And so, um, once again, I have to look back on, look back now, saying to yourself in junior college, um, what are you saying to that, that Des? I would have told her to just keep working, keep, just use this as an avenue to do what you need to do mm-hmm. and just, just lock in. That's yeah. it. I, I wish in everything that we've built at her game is it, I'm trying to be the person that I needed when I was younger. Yes. In that aspect. A hundred percent. hundred percent. I heard that when you came to core and spoke with the girls and, um, just the way you connect with them because you've been through what they're going through. And so I think that's so amazing what you're doing with her game. Um, all right. So I have to, I'm going to go a little further back because your sisters played as well. Mm-hmm. And so what is that like being in a hoop family? Uh, did you have brothers too? Two younger brothers. They hoop too? They play football. They play they football. Played football. Play football. Okay. So we'll talk about the basketball portion with your two sisters. You have just two sisters? Yes. Okay. Um, what is it like growing up in a competitive household? You're the middle sister. Yeah. So you have one older that you're looking up to, one younger coming after you. What were those battles like? What What is that dynamic like? I think it's great because my older sister, Raina, she had to take all the heat. She was the guinea pig. <laughs> yeah. So everything that she's learned, she would pass it down to us. Um, some things would just go over my head because I just really wanted to be in my own lane and then um Kristen she learned from both of us as well I think it was I'm grateful that I had sisters because if I didn't have sisters I would have been incredibly lost yeah just growing up yeah what is that um like having you know as a woman having women around you on the same path or you know fighting the same fight as you and having that support it's amazing. It's just because, um, you know, as women, we go through what we go through as women, um, just preparing for what's to come. If, you know, if, if, you know, if our cycles happen to come out when we're playing a game, we know what to expect when expecting. 
Man. So I'm just grateful. It was amazing. <laughs> I bet. No, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, and are they're, they're still connected to basketball. I know Raina coaches at Bishop Montgomery. Yes, right? and Chris is the assistant coach. Oh, goodness gracious. Yes. That's amazing. You guys are still all in hoop. Yeah. And so still connected to it. Um, did your parents play at all? Like, how did you guys get into basketball? Uh, my dad was was into football. He played at Oregon. Okay. And then my mom was the cheerleader. It was just a fairy tale, high school fairy oh, tale. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah, so they had, um, I think they had history together, and he was he was trying to pursue her and all that stuff, and he was a high school jock, and she was the team cheerleader, team captain of the cheerleading team. Oh, my yeah. God. This is in high school? Yeah, so they're high, high school, school sweethearts? Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. High school sweethearts at Carson High. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Okay, so they got together and made an athletic family. Yes. Uh, makes sense. So, okay, so it's just falling in line with... What you have. Um, all right. So we're going to fast forward back to the junior college now. And so um, pursuing music. So you got kind of, you know, I guess overwhelmed with the mm -hmm. dynamics at basketball, the, you know, the hand that you were dealt with basketball and I guess the, the outside personalities and be nice people. Like, yeah. just hoop and be nice. That's, that's <laughs> it. Or you'll be humbled. <laughs> right. In some way or another. All right, so pursuing music. So you could sing, you're a rapper. I could sing. You could sing, okay. I don't sing anymore. All right, all right. I was like, hey, listen, <laughs> listen. This is Jim. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you're singing. Um, where did that passion for music come from, and how did you start to pursue it? Well, um, on top of our punishment, if we did get in trouble growing up, <laughs> my dad would take away... Um, games and practices for Raina and Kristen and he would just have to take away my radio and my CD player wow. at the time. So it started off like I would always let Raina and Kristen know what the top songs were, who to listen to, who's coming up, the underground artists. I think it started when I was really young. Yeah. Oh, that's so dope. So parents, did you hear that? When they're messing up, take away the thing they love the most. <laughs> And it works, right? Yeah, it, does. it does work. It does. So don't be afraid to take away basketball from these kids. Just, yeah. They'll be okay. Um, all right. So how did you uh, start to pursue your music career? Um, I started promoting myself on YouTube. I, at the time, I worked at a sports bar and restaurant, and there was an opportunity for open mic. So after I was done with my shift, I would sing a couple cover songs. Um, Raina, at the time, she... I, I believe she was the she was a JV coach at Bishop Montgomery, and she would always just plug me in um, to sing the national anthem. Mm -hmm. She was at she was at Cal State Northridge at the time too. She would plug me in to sing the national anthem as well over there. Um, so I was just getting myself out there, and then I end up taking a position as um, being a part of the Power 106 Street Team. Okay. So we were we were on the mic. We were just promoting what we needed to promote with different brands that they partnered with. And then, if people wanted to sing, then I'd sing with them too. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, man! And so getting plugged in there, radio station. Then you uh, get introduced to the promotional side a little bit with yes. the with the radio station. Um, and so that puts you in a position to meet people and network. And so it seems like you do a great job doing that. You even mentioned it in the beginning of when you first started shaking the right hands and all that what advice would you give to somebody who's you know just looking to pursue almost anything how do you network the right way in a corporate uh you know in a corporate world like that i think you need to treat everybody the way that you like to be treated from people that are working in the lower spaces to the higher ups because you never know where everybody's going to be at later down the line mm -hmm. i remember there was someone that um other people would treat it was they would treat them just so terribly mm -hmm. and I would always make the extra effort to make sure that they were comfortable yeah. years later they're in one of the biggest positions hmm. in the sports world wow <laughs> so they're always looking out for me now I would that's that awesome. would be my my advice to treat everybody equally no that's great advice uh, that that goes beyond um networking right mm -hmm. just in life that man that's crazy you you have a lot of uh 
movie plot lines to your life. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Your parent, your parents with the high school sweetheart and having a, a you know, a family full of athletes, um, pursuing, you know, music and kind of what you went through in sports, the extremes of sports both ways, right? And a lot of these hoop movies we see, you see them at the, you know, the bad parts of their career to the top parts of their career. Mm. You had both. And then the, the music side, like you helped the person who was getting treated unfairly and they helped you later on in life. Like yeah. that's, that's movie stuff. So oh. <laughs> let's have a movie about Coach Des. All right. <laughs> um, all right. So how did music transition into the bigger picture of brand ambassador and, and all that? Well, as I was, people know or people that do know know that it's it's hard to maintain the music career it is so exhausting there's not a lot of money when you start off so that's because that's why i quit because mm -hmm. there wasn't any money coming out and i just didn't want to stick it through yeah so that's when i quit um i was working i like to use the word transition transition oh, you didn't quit you transitioned to something okay. else you shifted that quitting is when the energy just stops you shifted your energy to something else you didn't quit because look where you are now. So, yes. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. I received that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I transitioned mm -hmm. into um, being a brand ambassador, um, and then uh, I was networking with the right people. They plugged me in. They connected me to working other opportunities. Um, I used to do well back in the in that time. They're the only opportunities that were available were just working grassroots mm -hmm. um, events for boys. This is like five or six years ago. Yeah. She said back in the day, like it's the 80s. Well, it is. it is. It seems like it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So working grassroots events and what, you know, what is the opportunity? Like you're around up and coming hoopers, um, working for these brands. Um, what's that experience like? And what's like a, a day in the life of a brand ambassador? Day in the life of a brand ambassador. Um, I, I learned right then and there to make sure that I am always dressed to like I'm always making sure that I look presentable mm -hmm. because you never know who's coming and whose hand I could shake that day. Right. Um, I make sure that I have the I give a great impression, even if it's a 12 hour. It could be a 12 hour to an 18 hour day. I'm already prepared. I have, you know, my perfume, deodorant, everything mm -hmm. ready to go just in case if I need to just tidy up a little bit, but just always looking presentable the whole entire time. Um, and if I do need energy, I already have my coffee ready to go, but um, just always being ready for yep. anything. Preparation, mm -hmm. no, that's key. Um, what, what parallels do you see for preparing for a basketball game and preparing to do what you do in life now. You know, we always try to take life skills from what we learned in basketball and hoop to our, you know, professional life or personal life. So what parallels do you see there? Like you mentioned, preparation, um, just understanding, or even like the scouting reports, just learning who you're playing, who you're going up against. Mm -hmm. I would always do my research on these, on the shoes that are gonna come out. And I, if, if I'm going to talk about the shoe to the clients, that we're trying to please and we're trying to impress, I'm making sure I'm the first person that's speaking and telling everybody why the shoe was designed. Because mm. yeah. you never know what doors that could open up. That is, I love that that scouting reports because I know mm. some kids look at scouting reports like, ugh. Yeah. You know, they don't know how important it is to prepare for your opponent and seeing their trends and mm -hmm. the qualities of what they have to stop them or to do whatever they need to do to win the game, right? And so. That's a great parallel. Thank you for that. And kids, read the scouting report. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so at what point in this brand ambassador uh, career that you shifted to did her game come? Um, like I mentioned, I was given a lot of opportunities. There was one event that will go unnamed because they're doing a better job of uh, promoting the girls game. Um, I was a, one of the very few women on staff, and one of my many jobs was giving out product. And I was told before from the higher ups, the boys were getting the product first. And mind you, the kids were that were selected from the boys and girls, they're the top kids in the country. Um, you'd see these the kids now in the league um, or playing overseas. So, you know, the boys were decked out and everything, swagged out and everything, the two boxes of shoes, 
hoodies, um, pants, everything you oh, could think swag of. Bag, man. Yes, everything you could think of, they got. And then it was their time. It was the girls' turn. It was their time to give out their product. And I was told minutes before giving out their product, there was enough product, and I had to be the one to tell them. Yeah. So. Mm, I wonder know. who this was. <laughs> Like I mentioned, I'm going No, in. no, it's cool. I think I know, but it's all good. Um, I remember saying that and just the looks of their faces on, ugh, it just devastated me. Mm. And I remember after just giving out what we could, I remember going in the bathroom crying wow. because I felt like I couldn't do anything at that time. And I couldn't because it wasn't, I wasn't in control. I didn't have the power to do anything to say anything. So I was just on staff. And I remember on my way back home, I'm like, dang, I, I know that my experience was a little shaky, but it's not about me at this time anymore. I need to figure out how I can make an impact for the next generation. And I was still like fighting with myself because I just kept telling myself, well, you know, you didn't have the fairy tale resume. You just, you don't, you don't have it right now. So I would just pitch my ideas to different entities and nobody was listening to me mm. at that time. And then I just, I had to take uh, a look at myself in the mirror and just say, look, like, we know you didn't have the fairy tale resume, but you know, one thing that you do have is willpower and nobody's gonna tell you anything. And if you really want something done, you're going to do it. Mm. So. Love it. Yeah. That's so what happened. You took that leap of faith. I did. And where did, where did her game, where did that come from? What inspired the name? What in, you know, what was the next step for you? I took a leap of faith. Um, I still didn't have a name, but I had everything else. I had the <laughs> girls that, I had the girls that I, I had the girls, majority of the girls that I wanted to participate in the middle school showcase. Um. So that was your first event was the middle school, middle school, middle showcase. school showcase. Yes. Awesome. Um, I already had relationships with the media platforms or my friends. I asked them to, to just come out and just give these girls a chance. Um, and they did. And I, but I still didn't have a name. I still didn't have t-shirts or anything. And I was just writing out what I could do, what names weren't taken. And then, um, I took a break. I was at a coffee shop in Carson called the green door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had my coffee and my banana bread and I was just scrolling through Instagram and I was watching a couple of highlight tapes and then there was one highlight tape that caught my eye and I was like, dang, I like her game. I said that out loud and I was like, wait, I wait, let me see if her game is taken and it wasn't. So that's, that's how beautiful. it came out. Goosebumps, guys. Yeah. I barely get goosebumps <laughs> on the show. I ain't gonna lie. I gave me goosebumps. Like for you to remember the exact aha moment of that you know, put you in the position that you're in Yeah. To for the name to be solidified in that moment. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. That, that's not, it's like one of, it's, it's something that can only come from God, right? right. In that moment. And so, um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so you have the name now. This is before the actual showcase. Yeah. So how fast did you have to get that together to get the shirts and all that? A <laughs> month. A it month, took okay. Me a month. So um, I already had the sketches down. I remember doodle. I remember drawing, doodling everything um, during a, a weekly meeting that I was supposed to pay attention to in my notes. <laughs> but I was just trying to figure out what type of design I wanted on the shirt. Um, and then my business partner at the time, he knew somebody that could bring my vision to life. He got the shirts made, and we had them, the girls, my seniors now, some of the top girl, middle school girls. Um, middle school prospects in Southern California wear the shirts. Gotcha. They're seniors now in high school. Can exactly. you name some of those girls? Yes. Who are they? Who <laughs> were they in your first? first uh, yes. Kendi Smith. She's mm-hmm. the number one player in California. Mm-hmm. Just committed to USC. Yep. Janessa Cotton. She committed to Duke. Wow. Brian Bennett committed to UC Davis. Wow. Uh, Layla Davis committed to Cal State Fullerton. The list goes on that I could think so of. Brooklyn Shamlin, she just committed to UC, USC too. Yeah. Wow. So that was your first group. Yes. And your man. Miara O'Neill as well. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Like, 
to see, to not know, right, but to have the confidence in yourself, take the leap of faith and everything delivered on time for you to have this first event. And then what happens after that first event? How does her game take off? Well, it wasn't a walk in the park to get everybody. Mm -hmm. I had, I remember driving to every event to just personally go to their games, shake the parents' hands, just solidify myself from mm -hmm. other platforms that are going on and making sure that the girls were going to be as safe and comfortable as possible. Yeah. So, yes, I remember driving hours to the events <laughs> um, and before getting all the girls there. Yeah. Um, so when her game launched, I, I just wanted to prove a point. I wanted to prove a point to let people know that girls could be could play on one of the biggest stages, too, and, yeah. and show out and... I thought that it was going to put her game on the map. It put them on the map as well. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's how, that's how it's supposed to work. Yes. When we help other people, it raises our brand and mm -hmm. our recognition as well. And so um, the whole platform of her game is explain it to me in a couple sentences what exactly her game is. Is it an event? Is it, you know, um, what all is it? It's so many avenues. At first, when I started, I remember telling myself, I want to be the female version of Tango's. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was going to be that, but it's it's bigger. In 2023, we've we've worked with so many organizations, so many brands. We've I've referred different girls to casting commercial casting calls and they're wow. at, at featured in Nike commercials, other campaigns too. I would say that it's a platform of creating opportunities, um, also exposure, and but still giving back to our community. Yeah. Oh, that's so dope. Mm -hmm. Something from a moment of somebody being dumb and not giving girls gear to this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So thank, we thank God for that moment, right? Even yes. though it was a terrible experience, but it triggered something in you emotionally that made mm -hmm. you have to do something, gave you a purpose. A bigger purpose that probably was already inside of you but understanding that hey yeah you can do it right. because you got fed up with the system right yes. <laughs> and that's 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 a beautiful thing um all right so where so that's 2019 october 2019 mm -hmm. was your first event we're in 2020 oh, almost 2024 um now so over the last four three four years now what other types of events have you done which ones are kind of your favorites like man i can't believe this happened uh, 2023 was our first year we've, um, we've done high school events mm. and the words that I lived by in 2023 was leveling up. I'm trying to make sure I had to do high school events because like I mentioned, the first group of girls are seniors now. I wanted yeah. to, to make sure that everything was prepared for them before they leave. Um, I think my, one of my first, my favorite event this year would be, um the the senior all-star game we called it the last ride okay so we had i asked my cousin to bring in his low riders and we had like a media oh, day <laughs> so all the girls were just taking pictures in their low riders and then we we were able to have nike give out their shoes so all the girls were decked out in their shoes um and it was just an experience for them to feel like they were all-stars yeah yeah. No, that's dope. That's dope to give them a, a unique experience, mm -hmm. something I've never heard of. Mm -hmm. And and uh, you're talking about your brand partnership with Nike, um, you know, them supporting your events. And that probably came from when you were a brand ambassador at that time. Mm -hmm. And how did those relationships connect? And how did those people who you, I'm not saying that Nike did, but other people who you were giving these ideas to that weren't happening at first, you're starting your own. And now, you know, brands like nike recognizing those and supporting those like one how does that feel i'm sure it feels amazing and two you know how did that did it organically happen or how did those come about the opportunity to connect with them i think it was it was it was just so natural um because at the time when i was a brand ambassador and I was still lost and trying to figure out what my niche was. There was one woman that just kept looking out for me. And she was working uh, for Jordan at the time. She was a Jordan rep at the time. And so any activation that they had in, in the marketing agency that they were working for, she wanted to make sure that I was on staff. 
Mm. Every time. Um, and then she went to Nike. Um, the same thing with Nike when I was a brand ambassador for them. She wanted to make sure that I was there. And when I launched her game, she wanted to make sure that Nike was the first group, the first brand to make sure that they had our backs. Wow. Yeah. And wow. now she's doing her own thing. She's an agent now. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's so dope. That's so dope. So from a relationship. Relationship standpoint. And it's been, been connecting ever since. And you're doing it the right way and yeah. doing it for the right reason. So, yeah. of course, that raises the level. Um, what other unique things has her game done that people don't see? You mentioned, like, getting people casted in shows. Like, that's something I didn't know. What what other are, you know, commercials or and those types of things? What other unique things has her game done that um, people may not know that you're impactful in? Um... I didn't think that we would have this much impact or control of, but I do see the influence of people that are um, starting to incorporate girls and they're using, or they're they're incorporating everything that we've done with the girls with the media standpoint, um, covering them, highlighting them, showing them love. Um, I would say that I think people are still confused in what we're still in our beginning stages right Right. now. Um, So people could label us as just a media platform. People could label us as just a middle school event platform. Um, Other people could just say that we just support our college girls. I would say that we're the bridge to everything. Yeah. we provide everything in every aspect from supporting our college girls because we do have our college league in the summertime when they come back home. Um, but we still do a better job of supporting them and coming out to their games. Um, their high school girls, our first group of, our first group that we started out with, we still go out to their high school events. We still do our um, high school games. We still do our middle school run, our high school runs, um, high school showcases. Uh, our middle school events, we do our middle school showcases, our middle school runs. So I would say just anything that's girls basketball related, we're the bridge to anything that comes with it. Man, that's amazing. And that, like you said, you're just getting started yeah. because the number of girls that you've impacted is only going to get greater and they're going to seek and try to find opportunities and advice and whatever they need for that guidance. And you've now you've done it. You've got your first girls who have, are graduating, right? And so you know how to take them from a middle school to a high school and give them the experience and the resources and tools that they need um, to get to that next level. So congratulations on Thank that. Thank you. Awesome. Um, your most recent event, you did the Chosen Ones. Um, third one. Third one? Yeah. So you, you've done all three. There's only yes. Yeah, there's only been three. You've done mm-hmm. all three. And so what is it exactly? Did you partner with the Chosen Ones event to do? And how was this last experience? I would say the first Chosen Ones Invitational, that definitely solidified us and put us on the map and, and just had made sure that that was, we were a different entity from anybody, any of our other competitors mm-hmm. that are out there. I, I can't really say <laughs> who, no, I don't see anybody doing what we're doing. Um, but the first one was at the Staples Center, when it was Staples Center at the time. Uh, days after they changed it to crypto. So you're so, one of the last staple centers. Yeah. Nice. Yes. I still call it staples. I don't care what nobody yeah. says. <laughs> <laughs> so we were involved with um, the youth clinic. Mm. So they would have their youth clinic before, and they've done a great job of bringing in um, different organizations that amplify girls. Um, so we were a part of that group. Nice. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So you, uh, pretty much an activation. They get gear and you help bring in the girls. Yes. To, uh, that's dope. And so that's what you've done the last three years with the event as well. Yes. And so this last one, it seemed a little more special than before. Well, how has it grown from that first event to this last one? Um, I've done a better job of just uh, bracing myself of knowing what's to come. I was only able to select a few girl, a few girls, and I wanted to make sure different girls were were represented in different programs. 
-hmm. It wasn't just one program coming out to represent themselves. Um, so I was, I was ready for any type of backlash I would receive from, yeah, entitled parents that would just make it seem like they needed, their daughters needed to be there when actuality it was just people that I felt that would do a great job of representing her game and that deserved to be there. Um, so I was ready for that backlash. I was prepared to have um, I hired my own content so I could see I wouldn't have to do anything when when I, I did I still did what I had to do but I mm -hmm. just had somebody covering it and yeah. then um, it was a bonus to have my sister there as one of the coaches as well oh, that's cool so I, I think that this year was was special because of how we presented ourselves on and off the court. The girls were in our our new shirts that are dropping very soon. It's called Stand on Business, our shirts. And then we had the sparkly socks that, that, that just separated us from everybody. That's awesome. Yeah. I love it. All right. So um, what's next? I saw you have another event coming up like in a, today or tomorrow, a couple of days. A couple of days. Yeah. What is that exactly? We just have our middle school run, um, our last run to open up the year and then we are doing a lot of stuff with the junior clippers um starting off the year as well and then uh we're just going to do a better job of supporting our college girls nice and so what is in the future for her game what can we look forward to big picture what's what's the you know the big i'm going to say five to ten year dream for her game mm, like i said we're opening different avenues right now um i could see it still continuing to be the bridge of everything and maybe potentially offering nil deals to our girls yeah i see that i was going to ask about that i was like that this is what it sounds like and being an agency for them you know mm -hmm. and really protecting them and giving them information they need to take Love advantage of the opportunities yeah. and that's i think that's what this show is about that's what this is about is that parents have the information. And so you guys check out her game and everything they're doing and connect with Coach Dez. Like, this is amazing. Thank um, you. <laughs> and what you're doing with it. Um, awesome. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to touch on specifically that you can see? This is more not specifically to her game, but just um, in women's sports or women's basketball overall that you see as um, an important topic that we should be talking about or caring about right now what i love to see going forward in the future maybe in the next five years or so i'd love to see more women being involved more women creating more spaces for our girls um and i know it's at first like this is 2023 was the year that i just gave myself more grace and just understanding that everybody is going through a process and and they need to embrace their journey um, and really understanding who their tribe is while they're maneuvering through that experience. Um, but I'd love to see more women taking ownership, more leadership, more in control of, of what to, who's who or what to say in our space because we've been through it. 100%. Mm -hmm. And so my challenge to you is who are you mentoring? Who are you bringing up to do that? Because I think it's important for us. Some, I had... For me, you know, I had somebody who showed me training. I had somebody who showed me business, right? I had this mentor who kind of guided me through a lot of stuff. When I took the jump to business, I was by myself for a while. And then I got a business partner who kind of showed me business structure and helped me so I can help all the people who work with me, right? Mm -hmm. So I know you are already probably, but who, you know, making sure you mentor and teaching them how to mentor is so important in the community. So that's my challenge for you. Uh, this I think this is the first elevator game challenge. So yeah, we're gonna check back in next time. We we're gonna do this again, and I want to see who's coming up with something new or you know building her game with you. I think you'll definitely see in uh, summer 2024. We've had a couple of college girls, high school girls, come out and and coach our a couple of our clinics and camps, and that inspired mm -hmm. them to run their own camps too. Nice. So you'll see that very soon. Love it. I love it. I love it. Awesome. Um, all right. So we're going to move to the next segment of our show. Okay. All right. Um, it's my Rushmore. Okay. 
your top four shoes. We're going all time? I would say that. All time. Your top four shoes, all time. Since you've been in this space, you know it's coming out. You know what's here. What you got? I would say um, the Jordan ones. They're classics. Yeah. Um, Colorway or just any Jordan ones? Just any Jordan ones. The, um, the nostalgic ones, um, like the Carolina ones. Um, I would say that. Uh, one, I would say um, Jordan 11's favorite one is Red 11's, those ones, and Space Jam, mm. Space Jam 11's, that was that, that just turned my life around, <laughs> the Space Jam ones. Um, I would say, uh, I would say this one, I don't have a pair yet, uh, the Gigi's, yeah, yeah, we did their act, we were involved with their activation uh, this year. The Play Gigi's Way activation um, in May, days before her birthday. Nice. So last one, last one. Um, last one, I would say the the LeBron twenties. Yeah. LeBron twenties, and. Um, it's not only just because of how it looks, it's just I remember um, the activations and, and, and how that shoe just played a huge part in, in her game. Yeah. Dope, dope, dope. All right, so my four. Oh, man. It's getting rougher. Shoes are getting better. Yeah. And so mine are, my favorite Jordans are the 12s. Okay. Yeah, I just love twelves and hoop. I like hooping in them too. Most people don't like hooping in Jordans. I'm a I'm old school. We hooped in our Jordans. I think and the twelves were the first Jordans that I had, and so um, yeah, I like the blue, the obsidian blue colorway. But that's a little detailed. And then second, actually, uh, the Sabrinas. I just got a pair. Oh, my oh yeah. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah, they're my favorite shoe. I wear them all the time now. My like. Favorite hoop shoes right now. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I like the Sabrinas. Those are, those are dope. And then um, LeBron Soldier 2s with the straps. Where oh, the okay. Velcro I remember those. Straps. Okay, yes. I remember those. So I like heavy shoes when I hoop because I move too fast and I get out of control. So I need something to kind of anchor me down. So those are my like favorite shoes to actually hoop in probably all time. Um, and lastly, actually, Canes. Um, they're the most comfortable shoe. I've heard. They are ridiculously comfortable. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you guys don't have canes, you guys got to get canes. They're, you know, they're built for athletic recovery. And so, and this is without a deal. Cane, give me a deal. I wear these every Please. time I'm on this show. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> let's get here. And so, um, but definitely I wear these, either these or basketball shoes. I don't mm -hmm. wear anything else anymore. So literally been to like weddings and these things oh i need to get me a pair then. yeah we gotta get you a pair yeah so, no they're awesome um all right so this is a time where we flip the script okay i'm i know i'm hitting at some of your camera fears here but you're the interviewer now okay. this is elevate her game show by coach des two questions for me okay two questions um you know you said you went through similar experiences growing up, what advice would you like to give to your college self? My college self, <laughs> that's a good one. To my college self, I would tell you to, hmm, to not be afraid to be yourself. Mm. Um, I was so coachable that I became a shell of myself because of what another man thought of me which was my coach he thought i was just built to set screens and play defense and i knew i was so much more because i every time he was not in the gym i was that kid but when he came in the gym that's what i did and i'm not saying don't be coachable but also continue to fight for who you know you are even if a coach puts you in a certain role and getting better i worked my butt off and did all these things i didn't get good at basketball until after college because i I, there was no, no pressure on me, right? I just, there was nothing to tell me what to do. 
So to my college self, trust yourself and do not care what other people think of you and just be the best version of yourself. That's good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Last question. How did Elevate Your Game come about? Elevate Your Game came about, I had an event called the Core Prep Fall Classic. An mm-hmm. event we do in the fall, like a week or two before this actual basketball season starts, where we have uh, high schools come where core alumni play on the team. So it's like core alumni playing against each other. And I interviewed the coaches in a podcast because I wanted to do kind of like a season preview. And we were blessed to have some of the top schools in the Valley, like Harvard-Westlake and Notre Dame and all these schools. And um, it went really, really well. Like the coaches left. It was only a 15-minute quick little podcast in my office. Like wasn't anything official. Literally had one of my coaches with the camera and fake mics and like just fly by night. Just wanted to make the event cool. And they were like, oh, this was awesome. When are you going to do it again? We'd love to do this again. And everybody just loved them. And I was like, oh, this is cool. Maybe I will do it again. And then Karina um, came. She moved back out here. So we, our family, we knew each other from church. And so she moved to Kansas City for a while and moved back out here in January. And um, I was like, hey, I'm going to do this podcast thing. And she's like, oh, cool. My brother has some expensive cameras and all this equipment. And then uh, my buddy who owns the office, or he uh, rents this office space, um, we knew him from over COVID. We had a marriage ministry. He was a part of our marriage ministry. And I started telling him about our podcast and just talking with him. And he was like, oh, I got an extra room if you want to use it. And I'm like, all right, cool. How much is it? He was like, it's free. Wow. And so we, or Karina, designed it. <laughs> she did this. She uh, painted all this herself. Wow. Um, my idea with the movie posters and all that, um, she lined them up, though. I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> right, I'm not that good with uh, straight lines. So, um, And then we invited our first guest, which was Katino Mobley. And wow. he said yes with no hesitation. And then our every guest since then has just been amazing. Like, it's a very organic, natural that feeling you feel with her game is what this is. And it so is. it just it just rolls. It's just smooth. I love being in this seat. I love getting to know people and what they're doing. And um, yeah, we're just going to keep going. So we're on 30, episode 37, 8. Four, this is number 40. So yeah, we're, oh, you're, wow. in the, you're episode 40. And so, hey. and we, yeah. So every week we've been going since uh, May, I think. We've been posting ever since. And we're not going to stop. So. Mm, yeah. That's awesome. Well, thank you for yeah. having me. No, absolutely. So you have a 24, uh, girls clock. You have a 30 second shot clock. That's your camera right there. Tell oh, the people man. where they can find you. Um, any information you have about upcoming events or just any inspiration you have for the people. You got 30 seconds. Okay. So hi, everybody. I'm Des. I'm the founder of Her Game. If you'd like to learn more information about our organization, you can follow us on all our social media platforms at This Is Her Game. If you'd like to purchase our merch, you can get that at www.thisishergame.com. Straight to the <laughs> point. We love it. Des, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was a pleasure. Thank and you. We hope to see you back soon. Yeah. All right. All right. Thank you. All right, that's all for today, guys. See you next time. Peace.